Karen Garrahy and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to a time where they had the last laugh. Only every so often I get called um, the girl with the hand that looks like a foot. It's not as frequent anymore, but I'll kick you in the face if you say it (laughs) with my hand. Yes, my guest this week is disability rights activist and TikTok influencer, the fabulous India Sasha. Her bio describes her as the CEO of One Hand Humour, and she's without question one of the brightest and bubbliest stars of Irish TikTok right now. We chatted about how growing up in Belfast meant seeing riots as normal and a chance to get off school, how her family's unique sense of humour helped her to deal with being born with one hand, and of course, that super viral rock, paper, scissors video. This season of The Laughs of Your Life is sponsored by FNF Clothing, available at Tesco. Style to help real people feel great. Now, at this time of year, I inevitably default to my seasonal staples, you know, the cosy knits that are versatile and suitable for both work and the all-important after-work get-togethers. How are we already there? Layering is key when it comes to this. You do not need to be sweating buckets while sitting up at the bar, let's face it. And FNF have some fabulous thin knits in store at the moment that can work from day to night. I recently got a gold one with black stripes that has a hint of sparkle going through it, so that'll do me right through to New Year's. And a cream and blue one with blue stars on it. Real winter wonderland vibes. We won't yet mention the C word. I'm not going to go there. The options are endless at the moment with loads of different styles, shapes and colours. You can shop autumn favourites in store at your local FNF. FNF makes fashion sense. Available at Tesco. And now for my chat with India Sasha. I hope you enjoy. You are so welcome to the Last of Your Life podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so ready to laugh. Are you? I'm so ready. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. So, okay, I want to tell you how I came across you, right? I am one of these people who is of the generation that Snapchat was our thing, then it went on to Instagram, and TikTok was kind of one of these things that came around that was like, oh, like another one, but should we just go on and see what the story is? Well, that's how I felt, right? Yeah. But the very first thing that I saw that caught my eye. Are you going to say me? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> such an introduction to TikTok. Uh, it was amazing. Thank you. Because whenever I first started doing TikTok, I was actually myself so embarrassed because my sisters, my younger sisters made me feel like it was genuinely a platform for like younger than me. And at the time I was only like 19 when I started oh, for it. for God's sake. And I felt like an old woman because my <laughs> sisters were like 15, 16 and they were like, no, like it would be weird if you go on there and like try and be famous or something. And I was like, right, okay. You're like, yeah. that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Funny enough, now they both are trying to do the same thing. So. Are Big sisters leading the way. <laughs> Big sister energy. We love it. Okay, look, at. I'm sure we're going to come to all the TikTok stuff uh-huh. a little bit later on, but I want to get a feel for where you've come from mm-hmm. and how it all started for you. Yeah. Your first memory of laughter. First memory of laughter is actually a really... It's, it's kind of like a, it makes it seem like our family's a bit crazy, but I guarantee like we're not actually that crazy. It's really healthy, but the laughter really started in my house. Like we are kind of that family that if we were on Gogglebox, we would probably be cancelled. I couldn't <laughs> do social media because it's just a bit insane sometimes. Um, like I have two younger sisters, as I've said, yeah. and my dad is actually the one in the house that's like the prankster. He's the one that's kind of led the way into all of us having this strange sense of humor. Right. 
Um, so my sisters, uh, I kind of followed his lead, but I'll start off with him. He started it. Um, he loves pranking everybody in our house, basically, like the typical jump scares or just a regular occurrence, like jumping out <laughs> from things, um, panicking and stuff. But my sisters have a fear of spiders. Oh, so perfect. one time he found a spider and he put it inside a glass and came into the living room where me and my two sisters were and just started waving it in their faces. And I was sitting there laughing and it didn't end there because my sister, my youngest sister, jumped out the living room window, like physically opened the, no. the window, jumped out head first. So she, I, it was just funny to me. She, she, she really did. She ended up getting a bruise on her head. She dove out the living room window. <laughs> my sister was sitting on the sofa screaming at the same time, like at the top of her lungs, saying that she was going to phone the police. <laughs> and my mummy's banging on the door. My daddy won't let her in going... Darn, you're absolutely, you're, I'm raging, you can't be doing this, that's, that's awful. And I'm just sitting there pissing myself laughing because at the time I didn't care about spiders. I was just <laughs> laughing at the fact that my daddy was, it was so, so funny. So then I copied his behaviour. Right. Anytime I found a spider, I poked it with the end of a stick, sort of killed the spider. Like not to, if anybody's like a spider activist, sorry. <laughs> but I, I poked the spider at we the end of We have a lot of, of spider activist listeners. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's like, fine. Once you've apologised, for good. the greater good of the laughter, you know. <laughs> um, stuck by the stick and we're chasing around the house. They would go run outside to the back where the trampoline was, zip it up. Did call the police once. No! On me. Yeah. But that was like my first memories of laughter. It was always in my house. It was always us playing pranks on each other. My dad bringing home cauliflower instead of a bunch of flowers for my mum for Valentine's <laughs> oh, Day. Oh, God, I love that. Like, that sort of thing is just what I grew up with. Constantly laughing, joking. Yeah. So really happy memories. Yes. In the house. The first time you felt laughed at? Yes, definitely in school, in um, youth groups and stuff. Like whenever you go to like different clubs and things, I was just always, I felt laughed at. Even whenever I wasn't being laughed at, I felt like I was being laughed at because I was sort of excluded. People would be whispering behind my back and you would hear sometimes part of what they were saying and they would like come up with these plans. It was actually this time in primary school where somebody was trying to investigate me like do you know the way primary school can... It's actually, I think, worse than secondary school. Yeah, it can, can, absolutely like can be. gossip girl in primary schools. Before you go on, right, for anyone who might be listening to this episode... Oh, yes. ...and has no idea who you are... I have no fingers on my left hand. That's yes. kind of like a big part of that story. <laughs> You're like, I probably should have mentioned this. Yeah, I, that, that was the reason. They're not just like laughing at some random, like, beautiful girl like myself. I also have one hand. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I had no hand on my left hand. And it just made me stick out from everybody else. It just made me seem a bit different. And as a result... I was sort of like the floater in school. Okay. I sort of like didn't really have a friendship group. And there was this one girl who tortured me. I swear, now that I'm looking back at it, I don't, I, I think she genuinely was just, do you know when your mommy tells you that people are jealous of you and you don't believe it? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not fooling myself or nothing, but I think, I actually think that she was because she went out of her way to an insane amount to try and torture me like I was tortured in primary school because of this girl she organized me um getting beat up and stuff in p5 primary five um by the like about nine people in the class and I didn't even tell the teachers because I was afraid of being laughed at for going to the teachers for help I was like no I need to be strong I need to do this and sort this out myself I don't know what I thought I was like I, I was not karate trained. I didn't know how to do anything. But, but we all react to these things differently. Yeah, you yeah. thought, okay, I need to do this. I need to be yeah. brave. I thought I was in a movie. So can we, <laughs> yeah, well, can we just rewind? Right, okay, so when you first go into school, let's say yeah. big school, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, were you aware of your hand or your having no hand? Yes. Was it something that you, yes. Like say when you're four or five, did you mm-hmm. go, okay, oh, this is different. Well, I What's was your first memory of that? Sort of made aware about it without it being in something I wanted to be made aware of. It was sort of like, um, 
somebody would say something to me and it would be something like that. Like whenever I was in nursery school being shouted at for how I eat because I didn't use my knife and fork. I don't know what she expected me to do, to be quite honest. As I said, I have one hand. <laughs> I can't use a <laughs> knife and a fork simultaneously. Um, so I was shouted at for like digging into my chicken, bringing it up to my mouth. Um, whenever I'd be walking places, especially whenever I was younger, younger, I still remember this. Like I was so young and I remember people pointing it out to my mum and like observing it like it was something it was it was like grabbing it touching it poking it and I was just like oh my god let go of me obviously I was like a young child I wasn't gonna be like bitch please but I I feel like I would want to now of like course. if I seen somebody doing that deal I'd be like honey yeah let go of her we hand yeah um but yeah it was it was involuntary that I was made aware of my hand and so my parents felt like it was something they needed to tackle head on and then they would come up with new ways in a positive way to make me aware of my hand and also how to cope with other people being aware yeah. of my hand so like jokes and stuff like the first joke my dad made about me was that I'm like a clock I've got a big hand and a small hand <laughs> so, I love which, that it is a bit cute isn't yeah, it yeah at the time I was like daddy like but it's it's funny like um and he says to me it's we're all just different like I've got a big nose you've got a wee hand that's just the way the world works yeah so it's sort of introduced that way yeah if that makes sense and so the older you get do you kind of think about how they would have dealt with it and go yeah, I can see why they would have done it that way. I do, yeah. yeah. Like, I think I had the the most... Like, they were just winging it, to be honest. Like, yeah. they were just thinking, right, we need to do something. We'll try this. It just happened to work. Like, they, were, they weren't trained or anything. And I was their first child. They had no experience with raising a child, never mind a disabled child, somebody mm-hmm. who looks different. And the, they did a really good job. They just brought me up with a good sense of humour. And I think, I think if you have that, then you're, you're sort of sort of for life. Nothing's that serious then. I love that. Yeah. You're like, it's just not that deep. It, it's not that deep. Yeah. Like even like nowadays, whenever I make jokes about myself, people comment being like, oh, that's horrible. That's, that's ableist and stuff. I'm like, it's my able. <laughs> what do you mean? It's my hand. I can do what I want with it. <laughs> here, here. Love it. Love it. Hand clap. So, okay. So let's go back to, uh, to school then. So obviously yes. that was, that was really hard. You uh-huh. found that hard. And as you say, primary harder than secondary. Well, in different ways. So primary was definitely more other people making me feel awful yeah secondary school was more me making myself feel awful okay like you know those teenage years that are just really uncomfortable you're judging yourself so heavily Mm -hmm. and just it was an awful time my mental health was awful I was seeing a psychologist counselor um my school didn't really know how to deal with it I think um at the time I know we're all very or, or at least progressing in terms of um understanding mental health and trying to understand and trying to tackle it I was friends with everybody and yet nobody at the same time. It wasn't like I was um, this complete outsider. Nobody really bullied me in secondary school. I bullied myself. Like, it was yeah. awful. Like, I was... <sighs> We're our own enemies <laughs> at times. Okay, yeah. India, the moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Okay, no, this is a funny one, but it's bad. Like, if my family listens to this, I will get shouted out when I go home. So, I think we should just go for it. It, it, it is a balance. So, <laughs> so my granddad died, right? <laughs> and the laugh, the nervous laugh. It's the grief laugh. It's we all do it. It's a nervous laugh. Yeah, it is a nervous laugh. It was my, it was my great granddad. I had like four great granddads at one point. I had like a really healthy family. Well, obviously not me being born with one hand. It's like there's something obviously wrong, but um, mostly healthy. And yeah. um, so, great granddad died. And he had a funeral, obviously, as you do. And this funeral was like at his house and like hundreds of people came because he was well known in the community. Hundreds of people came and it was most of the day, it was like one of my first funerals. I, I didn't really know what was going on. And it was so serious, like as it should be, but it was so serious. And I was walking into this house because obviously I was family. I was welcome inside the house. Yeah. 
and then they were like talking about him or whatever and I wasn't really paying too much attention not to be a bad person I wasn't really paying too much attention but then they all started then they all started singing right what song I don't even know holy song it was a holy song it was so it was droney like it sounded like everybody sounded so awkwardly sad like not sad but like monotone yeah yeah and I was just like oh don't laugh but then when you tell yourself don't laugh the worst I burst out laughing <laughs> everybody was looking at me but while singing they were looking at me while singing this really sad song with the most angry eyebrow face ever and that side of my family is scurry like they're scurry biscuits <laughs> and they were looking at me and my auntie came over to me and she's like I don't want to swear but she's you can swear she said you better fuck up you better fuck up right now fuck up you better fuck up right now <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I was like oh I'm where's my mommy I need to get my mommy where is she I need to explain to my auntie that I'm just nervous please <laughs> and it was one of those moments and there's something about me in churches I don't know what it is same thing happened at another I think it was a, either a funeral or like whenever you you get the baby you get the baby holy it's, that, a, it's a christening isn't that it? yes so I went to one of those I think <laughs> Where you get the baby holy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The water and all. We know it well, yeah. <laughs> um, and my my nanny was there and my daddy, obviously, I've, I've previously said my family, seems a bit messed up, but they were not. We're just crack jokes every now and again. Yeah. This one happened to be cracked in church to my daddy's mummy. And he says, it's a wonder we haven't burst in the flames already. My <laughs> granny burst out laughing while the baby was up on the podium, laughing so much. And I was... On the- <laughs> I don't know the terminology of Jesus. The altar. <laughs> yes. Well, the altar. Read the, oh, yeah, you, oh, you mean the, the actual altar. place where the water goes? Yes. Oh, is God, that the, I actually don't know the technical name. I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. The bowl? Let's just call it the podium. Yes. The podium with the bowl. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Just layman's terms. This is what I say. This is what I'm, I'm calling it for what it is. Um, so it's up there, my granny burst out laughing. There's so many times where you should be crying or you should be in a really serious we don't do serious no, is no. what I'm trying to say you would cry but we didn't we laughed can I ask what part of the country is fuck up just a normal thing to say Belfast <laughs> yeah it is so bad I know I actually realised whenever I went to England people don't just say that it's yeah, a weird thing it's shut up or shut the fuck up yeah just yeah. no fuck up fuck. It's, it's actually it's a lot quicker it is get and to the point which is what it's supposed to do yes and there you go it's, it's, quick and see. it's very effective I did indeed fuck up <laughs> <laughs> okay, India, your yeah. no laughing matter moment in life, a time where there was no room for laughter. Um, well, I think no time for laughter. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I laugh at literally everything. I think the one time I don't laugh is usually whenever it's my own family, if there's something going on in my own family. Yeah. I kick into big sister mode whenever anything happens to my little sisters and I'm fierce. Like whenever anybody messes my little sisters, it is no laughing matter. Like um, my sisters were also, it's well, it's Belfast, right? So clearly I've like said that already. It is Belfast. I'm not slagging off Belfast, but there are some rough characters in Belfast mm-hmm. and their kids are just as rough. And um, my sisters used to get bullied a lot themselves um, by people like down the street and stuff. It was sort of half innocent, half not. Um, but one time my sister came to the front door crying her eyes out and she could barely breathe because she was just like, this is the wee innocent one. She's blonde, blue eyes. She looks like an angel. She sort of is an angel. <laughs> um, came to the door crying her eyes out. And I was like, what happened? She said, the girl down the street punched me. I was like, because the girl down the street is a few years older than her. She's my age. Okay. So I was like, nah, this is my little sister. They were down the road. I know it's actually, I'm saying it's no laughing matter. I'm going to end up laughing while I'm telling <laughs> That's story. okay. That's okay. They were down the street on the rollerblades. <laughs> Two of them, both older than her. Um, on the rollerblades with the hula hoops. <laughs> I charged down that street, grabbed the hula hoops, oh, wow. smacked them off the rollers against. They were on the floor and I says, 
don't you fucking touch my wee sister ran back up the road the mummy came to the door came to my mummy my mummy was like slapping to her mummy your daughter touched my daughter and then the other <laughs> one was like no your daughter touched my daughter the dad's in the middle going ladies <laughs> down. they were just looking at each other like frig me I don't want to be dealing with this <laughs> meanwhile the kids are sitting there like oh my god oh my god oh my god it wasn't that deep no <laughs> so anytime anybody gets involved my sisters no laughing matter we all jump into action <laughs> how old are you now I am oh, don't even ask me that I know I'm still young but Stop I'm 23 oh my god you're so old I know, so I'm after not 21 to it. it's boring like, it, it, to be fair I, do, I, I, do, I do remember feeling that like yeah. that after 21 it's like Oh, great. So the next milestone birthday 30. is 30. The state of that. My mummy says, oh, you'll hit 30. I cried on my 30th birthday. Like, what's that? That's not something to look forward to. Why are you telling me that? I was 30 last year and I had a great time. Did you? I did. Did you have a theme party? No, I had a party, but I was single. And I thought that if someone had told me at 23, I was going to be on my own at 30, I would have died. I was happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Well, well, then good. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up in Belfast, right? Mm-hmm. What, are, what, are your, what have your experiences been? Because I feel like we hear a lot about... You know, people my age yeah. have very vivid memories uh-huh. of tough times up there. What was it like for you? To be honest, I think my family did a really good thing in not getting me too involved in politics. Um, I only kind of came aware, aware of a big thing of where I lived whenever I was in secondary school and it was taught yeah. in like history class and stuff. And until, because I went to a mixed school, it was, it, was, it was perfect. I wasn't brought up in any which way. I went to secondary school. It was completely integrated. It was every, every what religion. So mm-hmm. it was something that I'm glad I didn't have any bias when I was brought up. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, whenever I became aware of what had happened with the troubles and everything, all of a sudden things were making sense that I had observed. Okay, and th- and really? Things. Like, it's not really normal for there to be rats around the corner, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know why there was rats. I just thought everybody had rats. I thought that it was just a normal thing that there would be bomb scares and you'd have to, well, not have to, I was happy to go home early from school. <laughs> it was just normal for me. Yeah. But apparently that's like not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, just, just have rats. Yeah, but... It wasn't even scary for me. My mummy actually brought me round one time. Oh, she's going to kill me for this. She actually brought me round one time because I was like, mummy, what is it, rat? And she was like, I'll come, sh- I'll, come I'll show you. <laughs> so she brought me around the corner. It was literally around the corner. Brought me around the corner, brought me to like the bottom of the road. And she's like, so they're throwing petrol bombs. They're transporting them in bins. And I was like, right, okay. I was just like, right. And then after part I went of to the- Tesco, got some some sweets. And moved on with me, the right? day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just part of the yeah. fabric. But it was, it was like, she was showing me it. She wasn't... I, I actually really like the way it's brought up. I was aware, non-biased, but very aware. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. it was like the perfect mix, I think. Um, but yeah, I can see, and it's it's nice to see um, different ways of Belfast being portrayed now. It's like taking into account the troubles without making it seem like that's all the Belfast is. That's all it is. Because it's good crack. Like the humour that you get up north is is unreal. You meet anybody in a bar, and they're your best mate. Like in the toilets, I, I know so many people without knowing the first name. I can tell you <laughs> what what their boyfriend did the other week that really upset them. And that the fact that they're now moving out and they're taking the dog, but the, the boyfriend, and I don't know her name. <laughs> it's just bathroom. They're the humor. best kind of friends. They are, yeah. You find them often in workplaces. It's gone past the point where you can ask each other each other's names. Yeah. But you're like, come here. You know the, the brother's wedding. Dark, the best bits. You know the best <laughs> bits. Like the, the juicy gossip. That's what I love. Like, Okay, well, on that topic, India, the person you always laugh with? Personally, my daddy. That so, so clearly my daddy. Like, I can't even tell you. He will make anything a joke. Like, he can literally make anything funny. He could be going, he broke his neck, 
right? He, no, literally. Broke his neck. And I swear to God, he could have broke it again with laughing when he was in the hospital bed after. What <laughs> happened? He, he broke it in work, basically. Um, and he had to get neck surgery. He makes all these funny stories up for why he has this big scar on his neck and all. And um, with my hand, he was. I was actually speaking to all of them this morning because I was like, right, this is the theme of this this show. I, I showed them like, kind of like, this is what I might want to talk to you. Have any stories that I should talk about? Yeah. Any ideas? They all started cropping up. My daddy was just telling me the jokes. Last night, he found this article about, so there's this granddad we have that went missing, basically. Belfast A granddad? Stuff. Yeah. So right. we, my biological granddad. Yeah. We don't know where he is. He's just like disappeared. So there's that. But then we've been looking for him to see what happened to him because he hasn't been seen in the last like 20 years. And he found this article with the same surname of this granddad. And, but I don't even think it was a real article. I think my daddy made this article up. And this article basically said, this man stole a camel from Belfast Zoo went on a, a thief spree like he went around stealing stuff from Tesco's and stuff like st- uh, stealing cereal stealing Twixes and stuff and um, my sister genuinely believed it like she she still this was only last <laughs> night that he said this to this morning she believes that there used to be camels in Belfast Zoo until my granda stole them <laughs> swear to god I, I she, and your dad's just like getting a kick out of this I don't even want her to listen to this so that she realises I, I want her to carry on believing it there's so many things that she believes to this day because my daddy made it up I love and she's just consistently gullible about it yeah okay a time where you had the last laugh India can you recall oh my god my life (laughs) swear like ask anybody with a disability it's sort of doing well right now just in general living life I swear there was so many things that I just didn't think was possible for me and people made me feel like it it wasn't possible and to be told that you can't do things I've went to um I used to try and do like modeling and stuff went to a casting before I was told "Mm." We don't do that about my hand, like the disability thing. We don't do that. We don't do that. That. But now, look at me, bitches. They're <laughs> listening to a podcast I'm on. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I love that. Literally, so many times. And even the people in school and stuff that would say to me, there would well, there was actually a time where my so-called best friend at the time um, really made fun of me for wanting to do social media. And I, and I did want to do social media for a while. Like, I wanted to do this sort of thing. It is been part of my dream job and she was really she put me down she was like that friend that when you were going on a night out she would put you down in front of other boys oh, to try and make the them worst. not fancy you the worst yeah one of those you know what I'm talking about so you shed her obviously <laughs> oh yeah she's blocked now amazing but I know that she sees me because you can't avoid me if you're blocking like <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna get on your tv one day like you can't avoid me <laughs> is it so funny what happens when you do something that's outside of a box that a so-called friend had you in. Yeah. And you just see the wood from the trees and you know who is your actual friend and mm-hmm. who isn't. Yeah. Have you found that a lot with, you know, finding fame? Let's call it spade yeah. a spade. It is fame. Oh, like, I think Belfast fame. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I see people that are genuinely famous. People do come up to me and stuff and say hello. And um, I watch you and stuff and ask for photos and things. And people recognize me, especially when they've had a few drinks and then they get the confidence to come over and ask me for like a photo and stuff. Yeah. So like, it's there, but something inside me just, I don't know. It's still like that imposter syndrome sometimes. You shouldn't have it. But it takes you to be, I think, at your lowest to realize you've got nothing to lose. Do you know what I mean? Just throw everything at it. Yeah. Like whenever I lost those friends, whenever I just had enough, Whenever um, I was in uni, I was on my own and I was on my own without any friends. What did you study in uni? Business. Yeah. One of those Bachelor of Arts, you know, like (laughs) so employable. (laughs) Um, uh, 27 grand. Yeah. But um, it takes you to be like, 
lonely and on your own and, and at the bottom to realize you don't want to stay there and that you have to get outside the box that you've been put in and you have to take risks and you will do anything to try and find some sort of meaning and things and that's what I find doing videos and stuff I find a meaning like I find a purpose of doing something that gave me more fulfillment than just even having friends I do have friends I'm not a loner like yeah. I promise but I have friends and purpose I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, I have no idea what it's like to live with a disability, but mm. it does feel like from where I'm sitting that things have just improved. They've gotten better over the past couple of, of oh, years half, yeah. and they're continuing to. And the conversation is just wider mm-hmm. and people are far more aware of yeah. of what's going on around them and just mm-hmm. considerate of people with disabilities. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like that's happened? No, 100%. Like whenever um, I get parents that message me a lot of the time who are going to have a child or have a child with a similar disability and they're like, what's in store for me? Like, just mm-hmm. break it down to me. Like, can you give me any tips? And I say to them like, look, I had a tough life. It was, it was, nobody really knew about disability. People would stare at my hand. It was a really unique thing. Like it wasn't, and people treated it quite negatively. It was seen as uncool. Like it was just all the things you didn't want it to be. But as time has went on, I don't really know what has caused that change. Um, I like to think that it's to do with media being more inclusive and things. Yeah. Um, but it is so different from now, even five years ago, even whenever I started TikTok, it's so different. Like you, you just get people who are rather than making fun of things that they don't understand, they ask questions about things that they don't understand. Yeah. And it's not questions to minimize you, it's to genuinely understand. And that understanding means so much. It goes a long way to improving the way that people with disabilities are treated. Because um, I still see, uh, you still see like people who will say things like, even I think more now, it's because they don't understand. There's still that lack of understanding. But I try not to... I can't blame people for not having been brought up with a disability because there's just going to be people that just don't understand what it's like to be that type of different. Mm-hmm. But it is it is better. Like, I don't as often get negative comments on my videos like I used Good. to. Only every so often I get called um, the girl with the hand that looks like a foot. It's not as frequent anymore. Good. But I'll kick you in the face if you say it <laughs> with my hand. You'll know all about my foot. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, India, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Um, success, I'd say. Ooh. Ambition. Because you have to feel like you're getting some sort of fulfillment in life. Yeah. Like you are, the chances of you being born here are so minimal. Like what are the chances? Literally, as I was saying, it, nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. So if nothing <laughs> really matters, you have to find a purpose in being here for yourself, for your own fulfillment and for the fulfillment even of others. Like the only thing you can really achieve while you're here on earth is making the world a better place for those people that are on it at the same time as you. And if you can achieve that, that can make you feel better. That gives you some sort of fulfillment. Sometimes you can't laugh. Sometimes you feel so low that you're just like, you'll watch funny videos and stuff and you're just like, I can't even be bothered. Like something in you doesn't have the energy to laugh. But then you think about, right, and I, this is just personal experience. I think, right, what can I do? Like, I need to make myself feel better somehow. I know, right, if I'm feeling down because something, someone's wronged me or if I'm feeling down because something bad's happened, I'd be like, right, I need to get myself back up from this. I need to show them that they've wronged me and that they've made a big mistake and I need to show myself that I can achieve things. And I do, I sort of go on this like metal collecting frenzy. Like I, I'm doing a half marathon next month. Stop. I swear, I, I was feeling a bit down a couple of months ago. So I was like, mm, I'm going to do Manchester half marathon. Amazing. I don't run. <laughs> oh, have, you, have you started training? A little bit. I've got a 7K, but I think it's like- That's great. It's like 13K, I think. Okay. No, is it 21K? It's 21K. Okay, we have a bit to go. <laughs> yeah, a bit to go, but I'll get a medal and I'll You'll be able to hold the medal and be like, 
you bitch. <laughs> okay, India, are you ready for your quick fire round? Okay, I think so. Yes, I was trying to think about this. I was like, oh my god, no. You'll okay, be fine. Okay, to me. the actor you always laugh at, Adam Sandler. Hundred percent. Any movie he's in, Adam Love. Sandler. Okay, great. The actress you always laugh at, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, they're a little. They're a nice comedy duo. Aren't they? They need to do more stuff together. They do. A hundred percent. The movie you always laugh at, later. I really like the wrong Missy. Have you seen that? No. It's so funny. It's like he invites Missy to go on this like wedding thing, but it's the wrong Missy. The Missy that he invited was actually this crazy girl. Well, she's crazy, but she's a good crack, like right. that type of thing. And then he ends up falling in love with the Missy, but it's so funny. Like, it's just, I love anything with a bit of, like, love it. A bit of messed up humor, you know? Yeah. That sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> messed up. That's my thing. Okay. The comedian that makes you laugh out loud. Um, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. He says the things that, would probably get you cancelled sometimes. So he'd be like your dad's humour probably. He is. No, we're in your house. Do you know what? You've just like connected two dots in my head. <laughs> I love my daddy. I love Ricky. Right. Maybe. That's is Ricky my dad? <laughs> is he? Is he? He's got a bit more hurt than my daddy. So unless my daddy's got a wig in the wardrobe, but daddy's the same person. But oh, he makes me laugh so much. I actually only started watching The Office during lockdown. I haven't even watched See, it. Dared, that's what you need to do now. I watch his, like, his speeches and stuff to the ones that would like get him cancelled. So. But because he does it with like so much... He, he doesn't actually offend anybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, it's like it's he like knows my humor. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yes, yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, you can I like him. Yeah, he's I great. Really Watch like The him. Office now when you get a chance. I will. Um, and finally, India, your best or worst joke? Okay. So I was thinking about a couple of different ways I could go about this. Are you going to get us cancelled? I could have said, can you give me a hand with the joke? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I could have started the, the cheesy ones. I have so much cheesy ones up my sleeve. Do you know what I mean? Love it. Love it. Can I get a high five? <laughs> Could have done something like that. I think I'm going to stick with that one. I love the Wii. That's perfect. Quick, simple, you know. They're perfect. <laughs> They're amazing. Sorry, before we go, can we mm-hmm. talk about those videos that you've done on TikTok where you do the rock, paper, scissors? Yes. Can you explain that to anyone who hasn't seen it? Okay, so <laughs> I basically, I was a Brooks student, as you are. I was making TikTok videos at the time. I thought, right, let's combine the two. Let me take advantage of the fact I may also get DLA, but let's try and put something else on the table that I can benefit from being disabled. <laughs> so it was out in this night out. There was a group of lads all sitting at this table. They went to make fun of me for doing TikTok. And they were like, oh, do you do them like silly dances and stuff? And I was like, do you want me to show you what I do? And they were like, I go for it. And I was like, okay, you ready? <laughs> so it says basically rock, paper, scissors. If any four of you beat me, four against one, if even one of you beat me in rock, paper, scissors, I'll buy you all drinks. But if I beat one of you, no, all of you. So like I literally, if one of them didn't, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I beat all of you, you used to buy me a drink. So we played rock, paper, scissors. I was like sort of doing my, it's a trick of the trade thing. Like it's like a magician trick. You, you sort of distract them with eye contact with loads of movements with this hand. Oh, yes. They didn't even recognize the fact that I had no fingers and I was about to whip this out. <laughs> so I was getting ready, like ready, are you ready? Rock, paper, scissors. So I went rock, paper, scissors, shoot, shot, shock complete shock <laughs> you didn't know what hit them but they reacted really really well at the same time like they were really that they were was what crack. I think that's why the video did so well it did and everybody was lovely in the comment section yeah. and it sort of like led the way for like people not being afraid to yes. have a bit of crack with disability yeah like not everybody's going to react like like disgusted and stuff yeah people will shake your hand and say I, I was good crack I'll buy you a drink then and I got races. my Eggerbonds and I was having a great time and <laughs> it was fab 
Oh, this has been so fun. India <laughs> Atkinson, thank you so much. Well, otherwise known as India Sasha on TikTok, if you want to go and follow her. My stage name. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with India Sasha. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of the Laughs of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Thank you.